Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. To access God's presence and power, wouldn't you want to know about it? Come on, that's all of us, amen? Prayer and praise is the pathway to God's presence and power. Say it with me. Can you remember it? Prayer and praise is the pathway to God's presence and power. It's not on the screen, but if you have a Bible or an app, go with me real quick to Psalms chapter 22. We're just going to look at one little verse in verse 3. Psalm 22, 3. This is what the psalmist says. He's speaking to God in this verse. He says, But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Psalm 22, 3. You, God, are holy. You're separate. You're set apart. You're undefiled. You're dedicated to moral purity and cleanliness. And and you're separated from anything that would defile or that would be dirty, that would be unclean. There's none like you. You're holy. You're separate. You're set apart. And then he says, you're enthroned in the praises of Israel. Or you could say it this way. You're enthroned... You set up your throne and your presence in the praises of your people. Now let me just say this. Listen. Since God is enthroned in the praises, worship is the key to entering fully into His presence. The concept here is that praise releases God's glory thus bringing to the worshipers actualized responses of His kingly reign, His enthroned responses through the Holy Spirit can take on many forms, such as prophecy, healings, miracles, affirmation to individual hearts, a call to reverential silence and awe, Conviction of sin and salvation of sinners. This verse should be a guiding principle for all personal and corporate worship times. Can somebody say amen? Think about that with me. Prayer and praise to God is the pathway to the presence and the power of God. One of the greatest examples, there are many, but one of the greatest examples that I can think of off the top of my head is in Acts chapter 16. The Apostle Paul and his ministry partner Silas were arrested, put in shackles, and put in prison 
because they were spreading the gospel and casting out demons. That's what the chapter says. And there was no hope in the natural of them getting out. But it says in Acts 16.25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Or I could say it this way. They were praying and praising to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Listen to this. And all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Friend, if you need doors to supernaturally open in your life, if you need windows to be open for the blessing of God in your life, if you need chains that might be keeping you back from experiencing more of God in your life, if, if you need those chains to be broken, if you need those doors to be open, if you want to experience more of God in your life, you'll have to make a decision to be a person of prayer and praise at midnight. When things seem the darkest, when things seem like they're not going to work, when the circumstances are piled up against you like they were here for Paul and Silas, prayer and praise open the doors and release their shackles. Another example I think about is in Acts chapter 12. King Herod was an ungodly king, and the Bible tells us he stretched out his hand to harass the church. And he got one disciple by the name of James, and he killed him. And the Bible says he also had arrested Peter and put Peter in prison. And he was about to kill him too. But the Bible says in Acts chapter 12 that Peter was kept in prison. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Constant prayer was offered to God by the church. And the story goes on to tell us it seems like Peter's asleep in prayer is making things happen in the spiritual realm, and an angel shows up in his cell. And he taps Peter on the shoulders, he raises him up, and his chains fell off of him. Friend, if you want to see things happen in your life, if you want to see things happen in the church, if you want to see things uh, happen that could never happen unless God makes them happen, you're going to have to make a decision to be a person who prays, and a person who praises. And we've been talking about the secret place. This is our third week in the series called The Secret Place. And then the subtitle is Meeting with God Daily and Deeply. How many of y'all been meeting with God this week? Anybody meeting with God? Anybody reading their Bible? Anybody praying? Anybody get seven days in this week? How about six days? How about five days? Come on, four days, reading the Word. Are you a self-feeder? Jesus said in Matthew 6.6, 6, But you, when you pray, not if you pray, but when you pray, go into your room and when you shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in secret. Catch it. We'll reward you openly. Somebody say reward. You know what a reward is? He's going to do something that is going to benefit your life. 
these words secret place in the Greek it's just one word secret kryptos k r y p t o s and it literally means hidden concealed or private this is a private place it's a hidden place where you're making intentional effort to invest time not spend time you never spend time when you're with god you invest it you invest it and you're believing that one day it's going to come back to your benefit that's what he said i'll reward you if you seek me god's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him it's this hidden concealed place and you're praying you're talking to god you're listening to god you're making requests to god you're in the word you know i was looking at this and the lord just reminded me the secret place isn't limited to a geographical place in your house the secret place really is the presence of god he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in him i will trust surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge his truth shall be your shield and buckler you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand but it shall not come near you how is that possible because you're hiding in the secret place you're hiding in god you're hiding in the lord this is important because we believe as a church that god has given us a theme if i can be a little spiritual and say it this way he's given us a prophetic target a prophetic word for 2023 as a church all of our campuses and here it is you ready to have a heart for the house and hands for the harvest say it with me a heart for the house and hands for the harvest just a little bit of review what that means is we're recultivating a heart that's centered on god a heart that loves god a heart that's passionate for god and a heart that's passionate for god's house not just the building the buildings are sanctified they're set apart they're holy they're dedicated to god but more than the building the family of god the people of god he wants for you to recultivate a heart for the house jesus said i will build my church and the gates of hell will not overpower it what is the church the church isn't a building friend the church is people the blood bought purchased possession of the most high god we are the church and god is saying will you have a heart for the house and then he's saying i want you to have hands for the harvest I want you to make yourself available to reach people and to point people to Jesus that are not yet part of the house. Jesus said, "I have come to seek and to save those that are lost." Jesus said, "The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few." So God wants us to cultivate this 
heart for the house and hands for the harvest. And we're talking about how we do that. We do that by coming to a place where we understand what a theology of place means. Theology of place. Remember this. Uh, uh, theology of place is a biblical understanding that God has called every believer to three places and to be devoted to those three places. Listen. They're connected to one another and they feed into one another. The first place is the secret place. How many of you believe if we're to be devoted to any place, it's the secret place? The secret place where we're meeting daily and deeply with God, where we're reading the Word and being filled with the Spirit. The second place, the gathering place. Say the gathering place. The gathering place is where believers come together and worship God, but not only worship God. They also come together to encourage one another to pray for one another, to sharpen one another, to strengthen one another, to build each other up. And then the third place is the public place. Say public place. The public place is where believers are sent out. They're sent out to reach a lost and broken world. Now these believers are full of the Word and they're full of the Spirit. Listen, listen. As a result of investing time in the secret place, and in the gathering place. If we're going to be effective in the public place, we have to invest time in the secret place and in the gathering place. Now, last week, if you weren't here, you missed a great message. I loved it. The power of God's Word, getting the most out of the power of God's Word in your secret place. If you missed it, go to our website, and get the podcast. It's free. It's worth the investment. Now, if you're taking notes, the title of today's message, here it is. The value of prayer and praise in the secret place. So we want to hold on to the Word, and we want to pull in prayer and praise in the secret place when we're meeting with God. Let's look at Psalm 100 to get started. Now, Psalm 100 is really a psalm of prayer and praise and thanksgiving. You've seen it before. And it's a great psalm for you to use personally as you walk down this pathway of prayer and praise. And you're going to begin to experience the presence and the power of God. Churches use this psalm as a pathway to enter into worship and praise. Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5. Let me read it to you. Can we read it together? Are you willing to read it with me? Okay, let's read it. Let's read it. Ready? Make it. One, two, three. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. What does it mean to praise God? To praise God. Now, I just want to read something to you. I got some, some great insight in my Bible. And um, 
I want to read it to you. The word praise in the Hebrew, the word praise is tehillah. T-E-H-I-L-L-A-H. Stay with me. Tehillah. And it means a celebration. It means a recognizing of someone praiseworthy. It means the praise or exaltation of God. It means praises, songs of admiration. Now listen. The noun tehillah comes from the verb halal. H A-L-A-L. And halal means to praise or to celebrate or to loud. L-A-U-D. To recognize, to honor. The Hebrew title of the book of Psalms is the word tehillim. That's plural. Literally meaning the book of praises. Psalms is the book of praises. And the book of Psalms was actually a songbook for worship events in the temple in Jerusalem. Suitable for prayer or recitation, but especially designed for singing. The Psalms provide the means for eager hearts, listen, to express their praises to Israel's Holy One. The book of Psalms are so powerful. We can use these in the secret place. So, if prayer and praise is a pathway to God's presence, what should we do? Here's your first fill in the blank. This is what we should do. Fill the secret place with prayer and praise. Come on, say it with me. Fill the secret place with prayer and praise. Now, I want to speak to all of you introverts for a second. Got any introverts in here? Kind of a little quiet? You're like, that's easy for you to say, Pastor Robert. You're an extrovert and you're loud. Listen, this doesn't have to do with introvert or extroverts, but I want to point something out to you. An introvert, this, this will be a stretch for you a little bit. But let me just encourage you. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay? Now, the first thing I want for us to notice in Psalm 100, this is expressive. Say expressive. This is not silent. Notice what he said. Make a joyful shout. Make a joyful shout. Now, I want to show you something. The words joyful shout is the Hebrew word ruah. R-U-A. Ruah. This is what it means. It means to shout, to raise a sound, to cry out or to give a blast. A blast. In the notes, this is what it says. To shout in triumph over the enemy. So when you're making a joyful shout, it should come to your remembrance that you have been triumphed through Jesus over the enemy. I love Exodus 15. After the Red Sea closed on all of the enemy that was trying to take out the Israelites and take out Moses, Moses comes with the song, and one of the things he says, he says, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed over my enemy. So this shouting is a shout of triumph. Paul alludes to this triumph in 2 Corinthians 2.14. Listen, he says, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. You know what triumph means? 
Triumph means you win. Triumph means you have the victory. Now I want to show us a picture. I think I have a picture of a general in a chariot being pulled by four horses. Uh, Maurice, do I got a picture up there? And I believe that the Apostle Paul, he's alluding to this triumphal or triumphant procession. They would take a, a, a triumphant general and he would lead um, his army through the city of Rome and he was making a declaration. He would be out there uh, in his triumph, in his chariot, with his big, beautiful, white, strong horses. And it really was a victory parade. And he'd have all of his army behind him. And then behind them, he'd have all of the enemy that he defeated. They'd be in shackles. And he would parade them through the whole town. Why? So that everyone knew that Rome was triumphant. And this is the picture that God is trying to paint in your heart. When you give out a joyful shout of triumph to the Lord, let me just tell you, you're not shouting for triumph. You're shouting because you've already been made triumphant. Come on, that was a good place for an amen. You have victory already through the cross. I mean, you might be going through something, but it's faith to express this shout of triumph. Notice what else it says in Psalm 100. He says, come to God with singing. Come on, do I got any singers in the house? At least someone who can make a joyful noise. Come on, anybody can make a joyful noise. That includes me. This word singing is the Hebrew word renana. R-E-N-A-N-A. Listen to what it means. It means triumphant, joyful singing. Triumphant, joy. You see the theme. You're triumphant. And your praise is declaring it so. Triumphant, joyful singing. Come to God with triumphant, joyful singing. Then it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Now, you may have heard this before, but I think it's worth repeating. The word thanksgiving, it's more than just a holiday. The word thanksgiving is the Hebrew word todah, T-O-D-A-H. Listen. It comes from the word yada, Y-A-D-A-H, which means to give thanks. And the root word is yad, Y-A-D, which means hand, hand. Yad is hand in Hebrew. So track with me. To thank or to praise God includes lifting or extending and spreading out one's hands to God as a physical expression of praise and thanksgiving. Have you ever went into a church with a bunch of hand raisers? Come on, do I got any hand raisers in here? Right? That's an expression of praise and thanksgiving. When we extend our hands to God, it's very scriptural, it's very biblical, and we should be doing it as an expression of our praise. Notice what else Psalm says. Psalm 100 says, And bless his name. In other words, say things. Brag on God. You're awesome. You're loving. You're gracious. You're forgiving. There's none like you. There is no other God besides you who's merciful and kind and a healer and a provider. Bless His name. I want you to notice something, introverts. All of this is expressive. They're all expressive. 
catch this, while the secret place is usually a quiet place, it isn't meant to just be quiet. Now, I'll give you fair warning. If it's 4.30 in the morning and your wife is still in bed, keep it down. <laughs> she has to remind me of that sometimes. I'm just being honest. I'm up early and I'm doing my quiet time. I'm in the secret place. But I love to praise God. I love to worship God. I start reading the scriptures and I just can't help it. I just start talking out loud and saying things out loud. Part of this pathway is expressive. It's not just all inside. Why is this important, Pastor Robert? There's so many reasons that it's valuable. Catch this. One of the reasons is praise chases away despair and discouragement. Praise to God chases away despair and discouragement. And it ushers in the presence and the power of God. You can't praise God and stay discouraged. You can't praise God and stay um, depressed and heavy and dark and gloomy. Listen to Isaiah 61.3. It says, To all who mourn in Israel, He will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. Listen, festive praise instead of despair. If you want to drive away the despair, if you want to drive away the gloom, if you want to drive away the heaviness, become a person of praise. Amen? You can't be both. You can't simultaneously be discouraged and heavy and dark while praising God. Praise will push back the despair. That's powerful. Come on, say this after me. I'll never have you say something embarrassing. You trust me, don't you? Listen, say this after me. From now on, I will fill the secret place with prayer and praise. Come on. Okay. All this being true, Pastor Robert, what does this mean going forward? Here's your next fill in the blank. Start the secret place with prayer and praise. See, remember, he said that he's enthroned in the praises of his people. The best way to usher in God's presence and God's power into your life in the secret place is to start with prayer and praise. So prayer and praise shouldn't just fill our time with the Lord, but it should start our time with the Lord. Listen, he says, come before his presence with singing. That, that's your first step. Enter into His gates and into His courts with praise. It's a picture of the Old Testament temple worship. When they got into the courts of the Lord, they would praise and they would worship. And we can go to the throne room with praise and thanksgiving and the presence of God. You'll sense the presence of God in your life. In your room, wherever you're at. And then what gets really good about that is you learn to take that with you. And you begin to carry the presence of God. You recognize Him. You reverence Him. You're aware of Him. You respond to Him. Your day will go better. Why? I, I think it's because our prayer and praise, it realigns our heart 
to acknowledge the Lord so that we can receive from the Lord. Think about Psalm 103. What did David do? David stirred himself up and he intentionally blessed the Lord. And when he did, he reminded himself of all of the benefits. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Come on, anybody need their youth renewed? Praise is powerful. Makes a difference in your life. Now, please, please know, this is not natural. This is supernatural. This is what we're going to do in heaven. This is what the angels are doing right now in the throne room. This is so powerful. Think about this. When we praise and worship God, it prepares us to pray. What do you mean, Pastor Robert? Well, when we worship God as our counselor, for example, it strengthens our faith to pray for wisdom and counsel in what to do. When we praise Him as the great physician... It strengthens our faith to pray for healing and restoration in our bodies. When we remember how He has provided in the past, it strengthens our faith to ask for His provision in the future. Praise builds your faith and it prepares you to pray. It prepares you to receive from God who is your counselor, who is your healer, who is your provider. Amen? Prayer and praise is powerful. Let's take a praise break right now. You ready? You want to take a praise break with me? Pastor Robert, you're, you're, you're a little fanatical this morning. We don't have to shout. But praise is powerful. One of the songs that I like to sing, it's so simple. It's called I Sing Praises to Your Name. Anybody ever heard it? Such a powerful song. You want to come up here and sing it with me, Joni? She said, no, no, no. It's so good. Listen, listen. Come on, sing it. If you know it, sing it with me. I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord. Praises to your name. Oh, Lord. For your name is great and greatly to be praised. I sing praises to your name. Come on. Oh, Lord, praises to your name. Oh, Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. Then I'll go on like this. I give glory to your name. 
That's our heart this morning. To become people of praise. Help us to become people of praise. So that we can experience your presence and your power. At a deeper way in our lives. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Listen to Psalm 47. It's not on the screen but I have to read it to you. Listen. Oh clap your hands. All you peoples, shout to God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great King over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob whom He loves. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on His holy throne. The princes of the people have gathered together. The people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth, those are the rulers, belong to God. God is greatly exalted. Come on, somebody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, anywhere you go in the world and you say hallelujah, anybody who knows what that word means knows it means praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you getting something out of this this morning? Could I go another hour? No, I'm just kidding. I got one. Yep. Amen. Amen. This is so good. Be a prayer. Be a praiser. Develop that habit in your secret place. So here's the third and final thing that I want to get across to you. There's so much, but I just want to share one more thing, okay? If, if we want to fill our secret place with prayer and praise, and we want to start the secret place with prayer and praise, you got to know this, okay? I must fight for my prayer and praise in the secret place. Say it with me. I must fight for my prayer and praise in the secret place. If there's one thing the devil does not want you to do, it's to pray and to praise God. If there's one thing he wants to keep you from starting in your secret place, that's prayer and praise. I think it reminds him from the place in which he fell. He was an angel. He was a gifted angel. 
Now, some people would say he was the praise leader or the praise worshiper. I can't find that specifically in the Scriptures. I've checked. But he was an angel, and angels praise God. And every time that sucker hears you praise, every time he hears you exalt the name of God, every time he hears you give glory to God, he steps back, he shrinks back, because it knows. He knows that praise is powerful. He knows that praise is the pathway to God's presence and God's power. So you'll have to be a person who fights for your prayer and your praise. He wants to steal that from you. That's what he wanted to do the Apostle Paul and Silas. But at midnight, Pastor Robert, I don't feel like praising. That's when you should praise the loudest. Pastor Robert, I just don't have any pep in my step. That's where you'll get one. Pastor Robert, you don't understand. The mountains are big. God is a mountain mover. You're going to have to fight for it. Sometimes it's a sacrifice of praise that you got to lift. When the money is not there, when the body doesn't feel great, when the circumstances are bad, when the relationship has a crinkle, when things aren't going your way, that's the time to praise. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and praising God. And the prisoners were listening to them. You know there's prisoners all around your workplace. There's prisoners in your neighborhood. There's prisoners on the playground. There might even be some prisoners in your family. And when you're a prayer and you're a praiser, the prisoners are listening to your life. And they get a glimpse of the goodness of God. They get a glimpse of the glory of God. They get a glimpse of the faithfulness. How is it you're praising when things aren't going right in our life, honey? I'm praising because I know my God. I'm praising because God is faithful. I'm praising because I already know the outcome of this situation. I'm praising because the Bible says, and my God shall supply all of our need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Not your bank account, not my bank account, by His bank account. Amen? There's sufficient reason to praise. All the prisoners were listening. Suddenly, how many of you could use a suddenly right now? Notice the suddenly comes after the prayer and praise. See, you all want to suddenly, but you don't want to pray and praise. It doesn't work that way. You and I have to make a decision to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. And the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains fell off. That's powerful. Even the unbelievers, Pastor Robert, even the drug addicts, even the, the thieves, even the scoundrels, even that guy that was furthest away from God, all the chains and all the doors 
were opened and things happened in people's lives. Why? Because God noticed the prayer and praise from two men of God at midnight in the jail cell. Prayer and praise isn't just for you. Oh, don't get me wrong. It will help you a lot. But if there's loved ones, if there's people in your life that you want to impact, be a person of prayer and praise. So if we want to access the presence and the power of God, I'm closing now. If we want to access, lay hold of the presence and the power of God in the secret place and beyond, first, we have to fill the secret place with prayer and praise. Second, we have to start the secret place with prayer and praise because we know it's powerful. We know it makes a difference. And then third, last but not least, we have to fight for prayer and praise. How many of you believe at midnight when they were in shackles and they were in a dungeon and the doors were closed and there was no way out, they had to fight to pray and to praise? How many of you believe they didn't really feel like praising in that moment? All the odds were stacked up against them. They had to fight for prayer and praise. And when they began to do that, a breakthrough came, the doors were open, shackles were loosed, and God's people were set free. Come on. Have you been blessed by the word this morning? Are you going to be a person of prayer and praise? Come on, let's pray that in. Stand to your feet as we're closing. Oh, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, can somebody say that with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you all Baptists in here, you're not used to all of that expressive praise, right? And some of you all Pentecostals, you're like, come on, Pastor Robert, you need to start running up and down the aisles. Where's your tambourine? I don't know if we're going to get that extreme with tambourines, but listen, be expressive. Hallelujah means praise the name of the Lord. Be a praiser. It's powerful. Amen? Before I pray, Joni wants to share something that she's catching from the Lord right now. Come on up. Yes. Um, Hebrews 13, 15 says, therefore, let, but therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. That means it's something we're speaking forth, Amen. giving thanks to his name. And I was thinking about um, sacrifice and a sacrifice is something we don't feel like doing. Right. But how many of us, I can say from a parent, you know, I'm going to view as a parent, from a parent's perspective, how many times have we sacrificed something for the sake of our children? It wasn't because we felt like it. It was because we were driven by love. And as we love God, we can offer the sacrifice of praise with the fruit of our lips. Amen. You don't feel it, so good. but step out and do it. Such a good word. Thank you, Joni. Isn't that so true? Praise really is a response to God's love for you. 
It's a response to God's love for me. I was so messed up. There was no way that I would probably live free out of jail beyond 30 or probably live at all. Only by the grace of God because He loved me. I'm standing here before you doing what I'm doing. It's because of His love. Pastor Robert, I, I'm not that expressive. I, I don't have a great voice. And I'm not a praiser. You love God. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. There's so many benefits to prayer and praise. I promise. We just touched the tip of the iceberg this morning. Would you pray with me? Father, we love you today. Thank you for that word of encouragement that Joni brought us and reminding us that praise is a response to your love. And sometimes that praise is a sacrifice. Sometimes we don't feel like praising, but we do it anyway because we love you, because you first loved us. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just solidify that truth. We love you because God first loved us. And as a response to his love, we want to be people who enter the secret place and start with prayer and praise and fill the secret place with prayer and praise. And we want to be people who fight for prayer and praise because we know that prayer and praise is the pathway to God's presence and God's power. Holy Spirit, help us. Walk with us. Teach us. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.